It's Autumn here just to let you know that today we are sharing a replay of episode 18, Organizing Your Summer, that we recorded last year. Bethany and I were brainstorming about another episode about organizing our summer, and what we realized is that we really loved all the tips that we shared in episode 18. So we thought instead we would replay episode 18 in case you haven't gone back through the A2B podcast archives so you can hear it now. But before we jump into organizing our summer in the episode, we share our 10-minute Tuesday organizing challenge that we were doing. That's where you pick one space to organize for 10 minutes. But even though this was a past episode, you can still join in on our 10-minute Tuesday challenge and share with us what you're working on. In fact, last week, I just organized under my kitchen sink for about 10 minutes is one of the best strategies I use to keep my home organized. I'm always so pleasantly surprised with what you can accomplish in just 10 minutes. So I encourage you to try the challenge out and let us know how it goes. Now on to the podcast. Hi, I'm Autumn. And I'm Bethany. And we are A to B podcast, working on getting from point A to point B through simplicity, organization, and some fun. Hi. This whole recording every other week thing, it, it's been so long. I know. It's been a while. <laughs> it's nice to talk to you today. Yes. You are on the final countdown to the end of the school year. I am. <laughs> this mom asked me, she said, how many days left till summer? And I'm like, 15. But I said it too fast. I meant to say, hmm, let me, let me think now. <laughs> I haven't been counting down at all. I know. I love my kiddos so much. They're, this has been such a great year, but it's interesting. The energy starts to change around now and everyone is getting ready for summer. Oh, okay. Maybe we can put this in the show notes and maybe no one will think this is as funny as I do. A teacher friend of mine sent me this picture. It said, a teacher at the beginning of the year. And it's a picture of this owl. And you know, they always associate owls with wisdom and teaching. And it's like the little like clip art owl that you'd put on your teacher cover letter. And the teacher at the end of the year, oh my God. I, I can't even describe it. But well, can we put it in the show notes? Because this just... Yes, we will put it in the show notes. In fact, we have a ton of stuff that are going in the show notes for this episode. So you can find our show notes at a2bpodcast.com. And that leads you to Space for Living Organizing, where we keep a record of all our episodes and our show notes for each episode. And just a quick plug, you do such a good job with the show notes. There are these mini blog posts. And so sometimes when I go back and read them, I'm like, oh, wow, there are some great tips in here. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I really got into it last week with pantries and started collecting all these pantry pictures. And be sure to check out the comments section because someone left a great comment about what do you do if you don't have a pantry? And I left a few links for some great resources. So be sure to check out episode 17. Yes. Just like you are counting down the days to summer, I might be counting down dreading the days to summer. Like <laughs> that perfectly prepared owl at the beginning of summer and then a mom at the end of summer, like <laughs> frazzled. and <laughs> So hopefully that's not going to be you or I this summer because we're going to talk about organizing your summer. Okay. Sounds good. But first, it's time for our 10 minute Tuesday challenge. Here we go. I've only texted you a few times <laughs> in these past two weeks to remind you to do a 10-minute Tuesday. I know, and it's so funny because it really is 10 minutes, and it's so funny that even though I love organizing, I love talking about organizing, I love thinking about organizing, but for some reason, that 10 minutes, it can sneak up on you, and you're like, 10 minutes? I don't, I don't want to sit down and organize for 10 minutes. No, no. 
I'm an accountability buddy. Like you, Autumn. I love your reminders. Yeah, my little text. Most of the time. <laughs> well, let's stop for a minute because why are you procrastinating on 10 Minute Tuesday? It is only 10 minutes. I think what I need to do is make a list of areas I would like to tackle because even though there's plenty of areas in my home right now that need organization TLC, the thing I like about 10 Minute Tuesday is that you pick this area where it feels contained and it's not perfect, but it's like, I feel like I have projects that are a lot bigger than 10 Minute Tuesdays. Yeah. So what happens when you tell yourself, hey, I'm just doing this little small area? Well, I have to tell myself that, you know, on 10 Minute Tuesday, I could pick a shelf on my bookshelf. Yes. I don't think I realized that. I think I felt like it had to be. That's why I was getting stuck is because I just wasn't sure what to tackle. Yeah, but we did. We did decide two weeks ago you were going to tackle your, your office supplies. And I did it. I did it for my 10 Minute Tuesday this week. Okay, but your procrastination excuse doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, laziness, maybe. Let me just say it. I was being lazy. But the truth comes out. <laughs> that is a good idea to make a list of areas that you can conquer for a 10-minute Tuesday. And we will leave a link on the show notes page because I do have a list of areas I have done for my 10-minute Tuesdays that could be a good starting point to get your juices flowing. <laughs> and I will... I was procrastinating and I appreciate your texts. And let me tell you that I had a lot of fun with this one. I know. You sent me the pictures and it looks great. I decided to tackle my school supplies, my home school supplies. What? Look, I call them school supplies. No, they're, they're office supplies. Yes. It stretched a little longer than 10 minutes because first I went around and kind of gathered little different lids and containers. Love that. I have this stack of, um, it, Trader Joe's sells this mochi ice cream, which is, oh my goodness, I love it so much. And it comes in these little plastic trays. It came in handy because I used it to help corral some of my office supplies. I set a limit because there's six little containers. And I said, I don't need more push pins than can fit in this little container. The containers helped you set a limit. Yes. I had this big thing of push pins. And I'm like, I, I don't currently Where have are a- you even using those? Right. Maybe I should have gotten rid of all of the push pins, but I do still have this bulletin board and I may put it up. But okay. the point is, is that I, I don't need 150 push pins. I don't. So this little container did help me set a limit. Back to the 10 minutes. I took everything out. I cleaned the drawers. I finally let go of my protractor from high school. <laughs> That's great. Here was my thinking. If I need a protractor, I don't want to have to go buy another protractor. <sighs> and then I remembered the 2020 rule. If you can replace the item, this is an item that you've gotten rid of. If you can replace the item in 20 minutes or for less than $20, it's okay to say goodbye to it. Guess who's coming out of you? I know. Guess where that rule comes from? That's from the minimalists. I have not needed a protractor for a good decade. It's okay for me That's right. to say goodbye to this protractor. So I actually did have a lot of fun. And I was so proud of my new area. And we will be sharing the before and after on a2bpodcast.com. Unlike your laundry corner, which we never shared the pictures on our show notes page. <laughs> There, maybe that's another reason I was procrastinating because I was worried, what if I pick something like my laundry that didn't qualify as a 10-minute Tuesday? You were afraid of living up to my high standards. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) What about your 10-minute Tuesday? I'm very excited because I made a video. (gasps) You did? This time I don't speak in it. I just did music. (laughs) 
but you can see the whole process. How fun. And I did a drawer that's kind of like our homework drawer. So it has homework supplies in it. There was other craft supplies creeping in. So I'm going to share the video on awpodcast.com. The other video of 10 Minute Tuesdays was rather old, maybe five years old. So it was time to redo a video. Well, I'm excited to watch it because I haven't seen it yet. So that you don't procrastinate, what are you going to do next week? I love that. In fact, I was just about to say, before we end this segment, how about we both pick our next area? Okay, you are up. Because I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm looking around. You know, I also have these boxes of pictures. I bet I could get through one in 10 minutes. No, I'm going to bring those to your house. Okay, I was going to say, that's you're going right for the hard stuff. No wonder you procrastinate. I know. There you go. See? Then I start getting anxious about going through. Maybe I'll do my nightstand. There you go. Yeah, I think I'll do my nightstand because right now it is in a state of disarray. You know what? Great idea. I'm going to do my nightstand too. Hey, your nightstand is pretty darn organized. No, I have way too many books there that I am not reading. (laughs) You know what is funny? I do much better if the book is from the library because then I feel rushed to read it. Me too. If I own it, I don't read it. I'm like, oh, I'll read this later. I have all these books that I put on my nightstand specifically to read. Me too. That's so funny you say that. I said, I'm going to read something from my home library. Yeah. I pulled a book down. I got 50 pages in. And then I was like, oh, I bet I got to start those library books. <laughs> All around high fives for this 10-minute Tuesday. And don't worry, you can join us even if it's not Tuesday. You can do any <laughs> day of the week. We'd love to hear if you are playing along with us on our 10-minute Tuesday challenge, no matter what day of the week it is. You can email us hello at awpodcast.com. Or you can tag us on Instagram, A to B podcast, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. You can even leave us a voicemail too at 858-4AO-SPACE. If you didn't listen to our previous episode and you're wondering about what 10 Minute Tuesday is, I'll give you a quick rundown. You pick a spot, start the timer, and go. That's it. That's it. When 10 minutes are up, you can stop organizing. (laughs) No more procrastinating. I encourage you not to get stuck in the trap I was getting stuck in, which is like choosing these way too big projects. You can see progress on something after 10 minutes, which is kind of the really cool part about it. Yeah. The two spaces we have so far that you cannot do, laundry, photos. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still, I'm going to push back on that laundry thing because my laundry, still, still clear. Okay. Is it still clear? It's still that clear. should have been my number one question, actually, because I never got the text about your stretches. <laughs> that should have been my first question. Is your is your stretching corner still clear? Well, it was until yesterday, only because. <laughs> okay, that's for another time. That's for another time. That's for another time. You can't leave us hanging like that. What happened yesterday? I had, I fell into my bad habit. It was on my bed, and it got dumped off. I know. It's such a bad habit. But what I'd done the previous week was sit and fold it when it was fresh out of the laundry because I was reciting what I said in Change My Thinking. I was saying, I love clean folded laundry. I said that to myself and that was like my launch. That motivated me. I should have said nothing to it but to do it, my launch lingo, and then I would have really gotten it done. (laughs) I think that you should be really proud of yourself because it stayed clear for a long time. It did. And just because... I'm going to get the saying wrong. Just because you've fallen off the wagon for one day, you can get back, get back on. on the horse again. <laughs> you sure can. But yes, I'm getting back on the 
Back on the wagon. You can do it. (laughs) A couple of summers ago, I was lamenting to my friend. I mean, lamenting. I was complaining, really. (laughs) You were whining. I was whining about how I could never get anything done during the summer. She kindly pointed out in her way that that happens every summer, that I always have these big plans filled with projects, but she's like, summer is your busiest time. For some reason, as soon as she said that, it clicked in my mind that I've still been trying to approach my summers as I did when I was a teacher, or even like I was a student in college, looking at those summers as the time to get big things done that you've been putting off during the school year. But really, the summer has a different ring to it for me now. It's not a summer of getting things done or getting bigger projects done. It's actually when I really have to go to work at this mom thing. Because <laughs> all your girls, you have all three girls at home. Yeah, usually I have a three-year-old at home and then the two older girls go to school. I'm, I'm so glad my friend pointed it out to me. So I've been working the past... I think just last summer was my first summer. I worked on like realizing, okay, don't plan these big house projects for yourself. But look at you, even with the podcast, you're being realistic. You're saying, you know what? Let's go to every other week because you know how busy it's going to be. That is the main reason we're going to every other week is because I know with three kids at home, I want to make sure there's time for us to enjoy our summer and not be a rushed, angry mom because I'm trying to do too many things. With that in mind, that's why we're going to every other week. Another thing that made me realize, I read it on a blog, I I don't remember which one, but she shared how many summers she had left with her kids before they were 18 and out of the house. It kind of puts in a different perspective. Instead of dreading the long hours of summer where you're just tired and hot, you can focus more on the fun that you get to have. That's such a good point. I think also you... Yeah, I'll be telling myself that the whole summer. No, you should. You should repeat that because you love your girls. You are in a position where you're able to stay home with your girls. And so not every parent is able to do that when their kids are off their home. And so I think keeping that in mind, you know, it doesn't mean you're not allowed to get overwhelmed. It means that in those moments, you can remind yourself, you know what, I'm making this choice. I'm making this choice to spend this summer with with these kids who are currently driving me crazy. Driving you crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But before you turn away, if you don't have kids, we're also going to be talking about ways that you can plan your summer with or without kids. As a teacher, I have more unstructured time during the summer, but you might be working and just have a vacation. So you want to figure out how you're going to plan that time. Or maybe your schedule won't change much. Your kiddos are with family members or in a day camp. And so how do you think about summer if your schedule is actually going to remain pretty much the same as it does the rest of the year? Yes. If the idea of organizing your summer goes against your definition of summer, which is laid back and relaxed, don't worry. We have a couple different ideas. So your plans could be as laid back and relaxed or as structured as you like. And this also works depending on your family dynamic. So you can have a more laid back schedule for one child and a more structured schedule for another. I'm glad that you pointed that out. Sometimes people want a more spontaneous, just take the days as they come adventure summer. They don't want to think about planning it. Let's start with a very relaxed version of a summer, which in my mind is just a general list of activities that you want to do for the summer. If you have older kids, you can make these lists together. 
And this doesn't mean that you need to do all these things. It's getting all your ideas down on one paper. And maybe later you want to write in what days on the calendar you're going to do some of the activities. I like the idea of categorizing your activities by type. So for instance, outings, and then you'd list all the outings that you could do, like library day or swimming, bike rides. So outdoor activities. Doesn't have to be hard. It can be watercolor on the sidewalk, scavenger hunt. I'll link to a scavenger hunt that I did with my kids recently that was super easy. And then indoor activities like a dance party or a pillow toss into the laundry basket. And then if you're going to do crafts, make sure you also include crafts that are not so messy if you're not feeling like that's the right type of day. And then some quiet activities. And this is more of like a guideline. My kids are bouncing off the walls. Okay, let me go look at my list to get some ideas. And even if you plan out maybe three activities at the beginning of the week that you want to get done this week, if you need to get supplies or something like that. So you are keeping it looser. So you're saying, here's a list of some things I can try this week. Yeah, I did this when I had two toddlers. When your brain feels like it's fried, I just needed to look on a piece of paper and remember the toys that we had that we could play with. So I did dolls, crayons, Play-Doh. It's just nice to have a piece of paper sometimes to look at. That's a really good idea. I actually even have that as a teacher. Sometimes we'll have a random like 15 minutes that was unplanned. And I have a list of some things that I could just do really quick with the kids. These like math activities or I have go-to books that are already ready for me to grab. I love applying that idea with kiddos. I have this list that I can keep going back to. You can stop there. If that's as organized as you want to be for your summer, that's great. And so in the show notes, you'll put a couple of these ideas, but literally you could type into Pinterest summer activity lists and you would get (laughs) 10 pop up. Yeah. And then we'll also link to another one that's not specifically for summer, but it's for older kids. But if you're bored and it has a list of things that you, your kids can look at and it kind of gives the responsibility back to them to find some activities, which is great to build that independence. For our next step, if we're getting a little bit more organized as we go, is a checklist. I know for me, summer always comes with, okay, how much screen time are we going to do? Because it's so easy to be like, yes, go play on the computer. But you want to find that balance. So I love this little checklist. The first part is their morning routine to make sure that they've made their bed and brushed their teeth and gotten dressed and had breakfast. And then the second part, and you could change it up however you'd like it, but it's Have you had 20 minutes of reading, 20 minutes of writing or coloring, played outside, did something creative, helped somebody in the family? Once all those items are checked off their list, they can do screen time or whatever your reward is that you want to do in your home. I think that's a great way to kind of keep your days free flowing so they can decide when they want to do what, but they also have some incentive to do productive and fun things so that their summer isn't just sitting around. Let me make a plug here. I love this list so much, (laughs) mainly because as a teacher, (laughs) summer slide is a real thing where those kiddos who left in June ready for first grade or ready for whatever grade they're going into next. And you can tell over the summer they didn't read, they didn't write. I want kiddos to have fun and have a joyful summer, but I think that incorporating reading and writing can be really joyful. A fun idea could be to start like a little Google slide deck where you put in a picture from whatever they've done that day and then they write about what they did. So it's almost like a little summer journal. They're practicing their writing, they're practicing their typing, and they are keeping this almost like a little memory book. 
happen. And you can practice different types of writing where they're writing about more opinion or narrative about what their favorite things were, or telling a story about what happened. But if you go to a museum or you learn about a new topic, they can also be writing about things that they learned. I think that could be a great way to make writing a little extra special and let them use electronics too. I love that idea. That's great. A little journal for their summer. Yeah. And again, we will have links to all these items on adbpodcast.com. So the third one is your super basic routine. This actually came from a guest post on spaceforlivingorganizing.com. For example, you start with breakfast until lunch, you're playing outside, lunch to afternoon snack, you're doing chores and games. From snack to dinner, it's computer time or TV. And then after dinner, you're either outside or reading. It's super basic. There's no managing your day by the clock. You can just decide if it's too hot or it's raining outside. You can switch it up. And then she also shared an eating schedule, which I am for sure going to implement this this summer because sometimes it feels like my kids are always in the kitchen eating. <laughs> so she plans out and lists it out in her kitchen what time is her snack, lunch, and then afternoon snack. And then she has a weekly rotation. Every Monday, the snack is fruit and the lunch is this and the afternoon snack is this. And then Tuesday it switches or it's similar, what, whatever you want to do, but it's kind of planned out ahead of time. The kids eating all day long is one of the biggest problems I have during the summer. So I'm going to try this schedule this summer. Well, and it's nice that it's predictable too. You will eat again. <laughs> you will eat in two right. hours. <laughs> Another great idea that you found was the idea of theme days. And I actually really love this. I think I might do this for myself. <laughs> and you've probably heard of this with cleaning. I do it still on Wednesdays. It's kind of my desk days. And some people do laundry on a certain day of the week. And this is kind of a similar idea. So each day of the week has a little theme and it can be super easy. I mean, you can decide what your theme days are going to be. But one example is Monday is library day. Tuesday is baking day. Wednesday is water day. Thursday is craft day. And then Friday is exploration day. So you're out of the house doing a fun adventure. I would actually make a plug for Tuesday exploration day when the crowds will be less. <laughs> Friday gets so busy at museums and, you know. Great idea. Theme days actually pairs really well with the first tip that we gave, which is just a general list of things that you want to do this summer. So this kind of helps you plan those out in a way that you don't end your summer and look at your list of like, oh, those were some great ideas, but I never made any time for. Exactly. And I think you can even say, okay, I want Monday to be project day. I'm going to spend an hour or two on this bigger project that I'm trying to get done over the summer. Or Tuesday can be try a new exercise day or whatever it is that you want. Like you can shape it for yourself to make it so that at the end of the summer, you're not looking back of like, oh, I really had the intention to get all this stuff done, but nothing happened. <laughs> you can really fit it to match what you're looking for this summer and how much structure your kiddos need. So for those kids who do need more structure and who will really do well knowing, okay, breakfast is at 10, snack is or lunch is at 12, you know, a lot of parents will reach out to me because their kids have just gone through kindergarten where they had a routine every single day. It's going to give them a comfort because they still have that same routine. I don't think we've done this before, but I think this will be a good fit for my oldest who is always like, what are we doing today? Okay, next Tuesday is our activity day, so you just have this much longer to wait. We're going to try <laughs> that system out this summer. I can't wait to hear how it goes. And then the last one is just a 
full-on schedule for your summer. So if you want to plan it out to the hour, we're going to link to a couple examples of some summer schedules. And actually, I have one that I shared, I don't know, probably five years ago. I needed to make one when my kids stopped napping. <laughs> I needed to see what we were doing. I really don't use schedules as like, okay, it's nine o'clock, let's switch. It's more of like a general guideline, but it's kind of nice to have it. And it can be kind of the backbone to the day where you can go back to it if you want, like you said, or you can stray away from it, but it's there in the background if you want it. I want to make sure that we talk about the most important thing, which is to plan some things for you during the summer. I know I talked about I can't plan big projects, but it's still important for my own sanity to plan sometimes <laughs> that I know I'm going to get a little break. Even though the youngest is still napping, the older two do an intellectual hour, and this came from my mom and ultimately from my grandma. Every day from one to two, they are reading in their bed, and the house is quiet, and I can take a breath. So if you need to do that just for your own sanity, it's great to have it kind of structured in so you're not fighting with them daily. It's kind of a known thing. We do that just so I can have a break. Even though reading is important, it's more for me. <laughs> that is a great tip. And I think having that time where the house does quiet down, no matter what theme day, no matter what you've been doing, there's some point where you have like a calm moment. Yeah. You know, sometimes we rely heavily on screens to help everybody calm down, but you don't have to feel guilty that your kids are spending too much time on the screens. I want to say something about the screen time, actually, because I think there's this balance that, you know, we didn't we didn't have those screens in our day, <laughs> but really not the way that you do now, where you have the phones and the iPads and all these choices. I, I'm coming again from a teacher perspective. Something that I see is when kids have spent so much time on the screens over the summer, it sometimes takes them a little longer to rev their attention back up. There's strengthening your attention span when you're going to a music concert or when you're going to a puppet show or when you're going to something where it requires you to be more engaged and more focused. Does that make sense? There's yeah. There's a different type of attention that's required. I think that there can be a really nice balance where the screen time, it is a luxury that during the summer, you're going to have more time for that. I think that's a fine choice, but it's also nice to balance it with these other types of activities that require you to be attentive in a different way. Well, I've seen the effects on my own kids when they have too much screen time and then they have to come deal with reality <laughs> again Yeah, and actually deal with people asking things of you and right. your brothers and sisters talking to you instead of just zoning out. Yeah. And I think that's about figuring out what's going to work best for you and your kiddos because you know your kiddos. Those days when you're like, yep, screen time early, go for it, you yeah. know, then that's fine. And other days when you have more energy or when you're able to kind of be a little bit more structured, you make the choices of what's right for you. Another thing that I love and look forward to is I meet with a friend two to three times a week to go running. The older girls ride their bike. It's really nice to get that adult conversation, even though the kids are there and it usually ends up to be just a short run because <laughs> they get grumpy if it's hot. So we end up at the playground, but it's nice to have that time with adults. So if that means like a mom's group or you just meet a friend at the park, schedule in that time to have a little mental break for yourself. And another thing fun, but I didn't even tell you about is that this summer I am signing up for tennis lessons. <laughs> You are? Yeah, I'm going to go two times a week in the evenings. Hey! I know, it's going to be a nice little break. You used to play tennis in high school, right? Yeah, but I know how to swing a rack, and that's about it. So it'll be fun. <laughs> 
I want to touch base on a couple things. One, if you have a kiddo, but you are working, it's funny to think back because I remember there were about two or three summers where my mom had to work. And instead of going to a day camp, I'd actually spend the time with my aunt, who was a new mom. We'd go do little outings. We'd go for walks with the babies. And we would watch soap operas together, which I maybe I shouldn't have been doing. But I don't know. There's some fond memories. So your schedule might look different than just having the free, wide-open time. I think part of when we were talking about this episode, how can we make suggestions that aren't going to feel like another to-do? You're trying to still keep your schedule running. The only thing we'd want to say about that is still recognizing that it's a new season and remember that part of you where when you were in school, you were looking forward to summer and you had these maybe these big plans or maybe you had plans to do absolutely nothing. But maybe there's something simple that you can add to your schedule, like you're going to have dinner outside or you're going to plan one fun summer outing, like a baseball game or something that is summer specific so that you have something to look forward to as well. Another one might be dessert for dinner. We used to do strawberry shortcake every now and then as our dinner, which was fun. During the summer? During the summer, right? Oh, I like that. That's fun. It doesn't have to be break out the paints and the crafts and it doesn't need to be like that. It can just be something simple that celebrates the summer in a laid back, easy way. So you're not making more work for yourself. Right. So what is it that you can look forward to, but that doesn't make you feel overwhelmed? I think part of this episode too is trying to encourage you if your schedule is not really changing over the summer, what is something that you can add that doesn't feel like a burden, but is something that you can be excited about. If you do have your summers off, or maybe you just have more vacation time during the summer, I know that initially, like my first couple summers, I planned just these ridiculous lists of all the things that I wanted to get done. And then last year in my class, we did a summer bucket list, but not bucket lists, you know, the way you typically hear it. Literally, it's a picture of a sand bucket. It was a writing activity where the kids got to write a list of different things that they wanted to do over the summer. It was so cute. It was like, have a play date with June, eat ice cream every day, go for a bike ride. It was really fun. And so I ended up making my own summer bucket list of things that I wanted to do. And instead of making it this huge long list of things that were just mostly chores, I decided to write out things that I said I would be excited about. So I love baseball. So it was try to go to five baseball games, try a new outdoor sport that you haven't done before or exercise outside. So when I look around my house, I think of all the projects that I have, and I feel like I could really fall into the trap of feeling like I have to try to accomplish it all this summer. So I'm trying to be very mindful that I do want to use this unique time of having time off to get some projects done, but I don't want to make it so overwhelming and then at the end of the summer feel disappointed. And even more than that, not be rested and ready for a new school year, right? Exactly. You need some time to (laughs) recuperate. Exactly. It's so true. It's so true. You truly do need recuperation time. Yeah. My goodness. Some things that I want to do this summer, I definitely want to work on the house, but I think I'm going to do it more of that theme day, like where I pick one day a week where I'm going to work on different projects around the house. And then I also want to do things like 
go for more bike rides and take my dog to dog beach and those little things that I love but I don't necessarily make a lot of time for during the school year. The other thing I love going to the library, I usually order my books ahead of time so they're waiting for me at the counter and I run in, I grab them, I return some books, then I go. And this summer I want to have some times where I just get lost in the library where I can just browse for as long as I want. So summer is a perfect time for that. I have two quick tips before we go. If you struggle with having your kids do chores, the summer is a perfect time for you to focus on chores. I know it doesn't sound fun and obviously your whole summer won't be about that, but sometimes the school year can be hectic and you don't have a lot of time, so you just end up doing it yourself. It's a perfect time to focus on maybe one or two chores that you want them to learn how to do really well and you have a little bit of extra time to teach them. My second tip is, because my family is a little wimpy when it gets hot outside, sometimes I look for rainy day activities during the summer if we just want to stay inside in the air conditioning because we're wimps. Oh, that's a good idea. Rainy day activities are great for super hot days when you can't get outside to play and it kind of gets your body moving. That is actually a perfect idea. We hope these tips have been helpful for you to get started on organizing your summer, or maybe you've already started planning. We'd love to hear some of your own tips that you have that help your summers go a little smoother. So you can leave us a voicemail at 858-480-SPACE. Space. Or you can email us at hello at adbpodcast.com. We can't wait to see what tips you decide to put into place to dive into this summer. Thanks again to everyone who's subscribed and left a review. It helps to get the word out about our podcast. If you haven't yet, please do subscribe, especially since our new episodes are coming out every other week. Subscribing is the best way to make sure that you have the next episode automatically queued up and ready to go. Happy summer organizing. Happy summer organizing. Have a great week. Bye for now. Bye. But any progress is good progress. No, maybe not. Any progress in the right direction is good progress. Is that a phrase? Are you asking me how to? I think I was just making that up right now.